Hello and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. We exist to see lives transformed through Jesus and are located in the heart of Surrey, BC, Canada. To find out more, visit us at horizonchurch.ca. We hope this message blesses and inspires you. Good morning, Horizon Church. Happy Mother's Day. I know for many of us, this does not look like what I figured Mother's Day was going to look like. This is not what we had planned. Planned? You're assuming that I had a plan, which is not always the case. True. You probably would have had your plan ready Saturday night. Or Sunday morning, whatever is necessary <laughs> to uh, see it happen. Amazon Prime next day delivery? Hey, that's what it's there for. Okay. For guys like me, <laughs> that's what it is. Well, um, I always have like some good jokes at Mother's Day, so I, I have a couple I'm going to okay. do Are these you. dad jokes? Well, not really. They're kind of like mom jokes. Like, the mother of three notorious kids was asked. I feel this, like, might have been my mother. She was asked, if you had to do it all over again, would you have children? She said, for sure, but not the same ones. <laughs> and if you know the Miller kids, that's probably true. <laughs> Top three things that you would never hear a mom say. Let me smell that shirt. Yeah, it's good for another week. But I feel like that actually might actually, be happening. Actually, I feel like that has happened. <laughs> in the last uh, number of weeks in quarantine and social isolation. Oh, if everything else, if, if everyone else is doing it, you go right ahead. I've never heard you say that. Or if you can't say something nice about a person, text it. <laughs> I guess that would be the modern version of yeah, that. Yeah, those are good jokes. I know they are. Those are the jokes that you've been waiting for. You don't have to day. pity laugh because we won't know because we're not actually in the same room together. But in all seriousness, we, every year at Horizon Church, we kind of take a journey to honor moms, to honor motherhood and to honor all that that's about, simply because uh, the Bible talks about it. In uh, Ephesians 6, 2 and 3, it says, honor your father and mother, uh, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and you may live long on the earth. Proverbs 31, talking about a woman that uh, some people call her the Proverbs 31 woman, uh, just says this about it, it says, her children rise up and call her blessed, and her husband also, and he praises, praiseth her. So honor and praising of moms. Uh, in Proverbs, or 2 Timothy 1.5, which we'll spend a little bit of time in, says, I'm reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. That's the Apostle Paul talking to Timothy about the incredible faith that he saw that started in his grandma. And in his mother. This is actually one of my favorite verses. I remember when I first read it, it paints such a beautiful picture of faith through the generations. And it's always been our prayer that that would be the story that would be written about our lives, that from what, wherever it starts in the family line, that it would be something that from generation to generation, we would be able to be ones that would be recognized that the, a real faith lives in each one of us. But it, Mother's Day is one of those times of the year that is, if you're communicating with people, is fraught with landmines because it can be the best of times for everyone and it can be the worst of times. You say, how can it be the worst of times? My mom was great. Well, not everybody's mom was great. Not everybody's experience uh, with motherhood was, was great. And so my, we, we, though, want to not just shy away from it because I think it's really true. Someone has said that we have the capacity for both celebration and empathy. In the same moment, we can acknowledge that these two realities are there this morning and at the same time honor well. So we want, uh, for the last number of years, I start every Mother's Day sermon with just acknowledging the reality that's in the rooms in our lives, uh, wherever we're at. 
because uh, everybody's experience is unique, but we don't want to lose in the middle of all that honoring moms, like the Bible says. Um, so to, the, to the, those who gave birth this year to their first child, we celebrate with you. And I know there's a number of, of them. And in fact, in our home, there's one coming. Yay. Well, not you, but. No, 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 no. <laughs> Let's uh, not get that rumor started. Our baby. first grandbaby is coming. Which is really awesome. And for those of you who are in the trenches with little ones and you wear the badge of the food stains every day, we appreciate you. And to those of you that have experienced loss this past year uh, through, or experienced loss through miscarriages, failed adoptions, or maybe a child that's uh, estranged from you, we, we mourn with you. To those who are in the, have walked the hard path of infertility, fraught with the pokes and the prods and the tears of disappointment, we walk with you. Forgive us when we say foolish things. We don't mean to make it harder than it actually is. To those who are foster moms, who are mentor moms, who are spiritual moms, thank you for stepping in and being that in so many people's lives. To those who have disappointment, heartache, and distance in your relationship. Maybe you and your children are not in a spe on speaking terms currently. We sit with you. And to those that maybe lost their mom, whether this past year or many years ago, we grieve with you. To those of you moms who are solo parenting with all of the challenges and the stresses that you face alone, we are so grateful for you. To those of you who have maybe have never gotten to be called mom, we honor you for the place that you occupy in people's lives. And to those of you who are pregnant with new life, both expectant and surprised, we anticipate with you. This Mother's Day, we walk with you. Mothering is not for the faint of heart, and we have some real warriors in our midst. So moms, as the Bible says, we honor you, we honor you, we are so thankful for you. Nothing is more important to our families and our nation than healthy, strong mothers. You know, the American president, Theodore Roosevelt, said this, when all is said, it is the mother and the mother only who is a better citizen than the soldier who fights for his country. That's a pretty amazing statement, isn't it? It really is. The successful mother, the mother who does her part in rearing and training aright the boys and girls who are to be the men and women of the next generation, is of greater use to the community and occupies, if she would, realize it, a more honorable as well as more important position than any man that's currently in it. The, the mother is the one supreme asset of the national life. Wow. She is more important by far than the successful statesman or businessman or artist or scientist you fill in the blank. And, and it's not that those others are not important, but it's simply recognized that the incredible influence that a mother has in the lives of young people, uh, in, in the, specifically those in her home, the, the influence for good and for negativity according to your situation, but we're going to be focusing on the power of a mom this morning for the next generation. Um, because the Bible celebrates, it affirms moms. It doesn't mean, though, that the, the Bible doesn't talk about the struggle of motherhood because there are mothers who, who struggle with infertility for a long time. There are mothers who lost sons and daughters. And so the reality of motherhood is, is part of the grit of the Bible. It's not all just every day was a great day and everybody got roses on Friday and everything Motherhood like that. in all its forms. 
And so what we're talking about, when we're talking to moms today, um, what I'm about to say here shortly applies certainly to moms, but it really applies to everyone. And it's the incredible life-transforming power of Jesus, because no matter the background that you came through with your mom, maybe it was really, really good, or maybe it was really, really negative, or maybe somewhere in the, in, in the middle and it leaves you found wanting, there are times when we can begin to believe that uh, what we grew up in is going to determine the destiny of our life. And the, the, the incredible power of Jesus, and I think it's 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, yeah, that says, if anyone is in Jesus or is in Christ, they are a new creation. And, and what that means to me is, first of all, that Jesus doesn't just come to kind of repair your life. He comes to give you a brand new life. Absolutely. And no matter what your history has been, and I'm not talking just to moms right now, I'm talking to everyone. No matter what your history has been, it does not have to determine your future. Absolutely. That Jesus can come in and from the inside begin to remake your life from the inside out. I know that. I've experienced it. I've known people that have walked forward. Their lives come seemingly in an absolute wreck and they come out because Jesus does an incredibly life transforming work from the inside out where they come from where the Bible talks about there's an enemy that wants to steal kill and destroy and, and he really works overtime in families yep. and because it's so formative for us and, and we because families are so important yeah because of that formation that happens there and we start to think that that's my that's my life that's my lot in life but Jesus then translates us the Bible says or brings us out of that darkness into the kingdom of his dear son and so that what was uh, impossible maybe in your generation can become possible in your life because of what Jesus does so so you again were, the power of the generations like it talks about in Timothy in a, in a positive way but what I'm talking about here is actually that the power of Jesus to transform your generations yes. right and from from this point on whatever has come to your life now take the best leave the rest exactly. is what you'll hear me say uh, take the best and leave the rest and begin to move forward with the life transforming power of Jesus yeah. uh, in the middle of it all because you are not just what you were raised to be you are not just what your experience has brought you to be in this moment, but you can be what Jesus has destined and called you to Absolutely. be. So wherever you're at in, in this story right now, whether you're the mom or you're a child or, or you're just somebody watching right now, the life transforming power of Jesus is there. And in particular, we're talking to moms about that today. Yes. Um, so moms, it's important for you to know that Jesus can make all things new just as Pastor Craig has been talking about, and that we can have access to that power every single day. We often need that strength day in, day out. We can get so caught up in the frustrations and the things that are going on that we might forget the important role that you play as a mom. You have the ability to literally influence the future as you're raising your family. So today we honor you, mom. We celebrate you. We want to highlight the role that you have for you and your family. I, I know that this could, could get dangerous, but what are some of the struggles that you faced as a mom? Because now we, we've went from little babies to teenagers to now they're adults and, and actually looking Another generation a, a starting. next generation coming. So you have a little bit of perspective that would be different than when you were 24. Absolutely. I think for me, looking back, um, the, the years when my kids were the youngest, there were um, difficult seasons. I actually have loved every stage of life with my kids, but when they were young, there were so many moments of just feeling exhausted, feeling like it was 
you know, feed, clothe, repeat, feed, clothe, repeat. And there was no moment, there was no space for, for me. Uh, there was no ability to think about what maybe I could offer to anything beyond just the kids that were I'm raising in my home. So there's just those moments of absolute exhaustion. Uh, there was a season in there where I had postpartum depression and wasn't aware of it. So that just I kind would've... of, oh, well, we all knew that something was wrong. We just didn't know what it was. <laughs> Most of there was a large part of the problem was me. But, yeah. but there were so many moments and that just highlighted that, that those negative places. And then, you know, as the girls grew up and became teenagers, it was just really finding that that rhythm of being able to connect with them, to be in their life as hormones came a reality and, and they're growing and they're expanding their wings and trying to figure out who they are. And then now, as you mentioned, they're adults and one of the biggest challenges is just trying to coordinate their time. And I, there's many days where all of a sudden I realize it's just you and me in the house. And that's really awesome. Not that, not that that's, that's a negative thing. That's what she thing. was about to say. That's amazing. It's just amazing. Wouldn't you find it amazing to just find yourself with some quality time uh, yeah. with Craig? Yeah, yeah. No, we, we love being together, but we do miss those moments where we don't have the full house and the family around like we're used to. And I, in all of those seasons, you talked about the challenge. Most of the time, the challenge was that got in the way of connection, because yes. I know that that's important. Absolutely. Uh, and relationship, but in the, all those mundane moments, God was still moving in it all. Because I know that pretty much any mother that I speak to, including my own, would say they want their children, they want their experience as a mom to be more than just, I raised a person. Uh, but they want that person to become all that they're supposed to be in God and, and to make the impact that they're supposed to be. Um, but it's not without its challenges. And Second uh, Timothy 1.5, Paul writes to, about Timothy. Timothy, who became a great man in God and oversaw lots of churches and did incredible, amazing things in his life. But it wasn't always uh, destined to be that if you looked at his background. But he had some really important things going for him. He said, I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother, Lois, and then in your mother, Eunice. Uh, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. Those are not real common names now, although they seem to be oh, coming back. I think back. they might be coming back. Yeah, but that grandmother to mother to now Timothy, that sincere faith which lived in them now resides in him. I think that's such a key for us today, um, always to be aware of, is it talks about a sincere faith. The faith that was passed on was not one that was just in actions only, not just by duty that was done, mm. but it talks about a real personal relationship right. that each one of them came to with the Lord. It wasn't hypocritical. It was genuine. It doesn't say perfect, right. um, but it does say sincere, a real faith, a real relationship. That's what gets passed on. It's not just a teaching or a belief. It's actually a relationship or that just gets an, passed an attendance. on. Like I went to church or I did my duty or did those kind of things. That's not what they're talking about. But a deep sincerity to it. That, Absolutely. Uh, through the rough and the rub of, of life. Yeah. Um, his mom, his grandma, really keys to success. Paul didn't say because he went to the best schools, because he was the best educated, because he had all these degrees or any of these kind of things. He, he said, I see the incredible man that you've become because of that sincere faith that lived in grandma and then in mom, the value and the impact of, of a mom. And she raised that in a family where her husband was at best ambivalent to the gospel, uh, but 
according to Acts 16, it seems to indicate that he was not even a believer. And as well in general culture, uh, the culture was very hostile to Christianity uh, as well. And so in that environment, she raised him up and Paul saw that result in this incredible uh, man that became part of the New Testament who led churches Absolutely. and all this. But you, I, I realize that that piece in Acts 16 where the mom was a follower of Jesus and dad wasn't, that's kind of the home that you grew up in. Two different, uh, your dad was a good man and I know he loved you well and, and you loved him well. And, uh, but at the same time, he did not have that faith at all. And your mom did. And talk a little bit about what it was like to grow up in a home with kind of two competing spiritual interests. Because I know that can be the, whether through a broken home or, uh, you know, someone who has a real vital faith, but someone is very passive in their faith. And then others where there's two different uh, pathways in the same home. Definitely in my home, my mom was the sole provider of any spiritual life. Hmm. And my dad wasn't hostile to faith. But it was that was your thing. That was my mom's thing, and he was more. We, she was more than welcome to bring the kids along on the journey. But it wasn't something that that he wanted anything to do with. So I'm thankful there was no hostility there. But it definitely meant that my mom carried the sole weight of our spiritual growth and our spiritual relationships. And I know it wasn't always easy for her. Uh, my mom actually returned to her faith at a ladies' prayer meeting, and I'm so thankful for those women. life because not only did they help my mom return to her faith but they became her community they became that spiritual connection and support that helped lift the weight of her carrying everything on her own which which is in, important uh, in that I think there's a couple of things there they became her community absolutely and for uh, for for every woman, how and really anybody, how important it is to have people in your life that are walking and doing life with you, yeah. uh, because you don't know when you'll need them. And the second part of that, which is really beautiful, is all those women that were kind of in that first formative time for your mom are still in her life today. Absolutely. Teresa Rudiger, Chris Clark, Chris Clark, Joy Holbrook, Lily Perkins. Yeah, a whole group so of amazing. people that have helped her move forward. They, they really became lifelong friends. And, and something that is even so great is when we moved back to Campbell River, those exact same women were the women that came around us. Mm -hmm. We didn't have extended family that were there to help us raise our kids. Simply because of distance. Just because of distance. And so they literally became extended family to us. And, you know, I think also of my mom, she, she lived her faith. When we talk about that real faith, I, I remember coming into the dining room as a kid and there was her Bible, there was her notebook. Um, my mom has always been a woman of prayer. She has been one that has taken the needs and her concerns. You know, there was a point in our life where my mom became a single mom and uh, she got us every Sunday, took the family, four kids by herself to church. She um, provided that spiritual leadership, that spiritual guidance. She was the one that was uh, showing us how to live our faith, what it looked like real when there's those moments when you can't do it yourself and you've run out of your, your own strength. She would point us to the Lord. We just need to take this in prayer. We just need to pray about it. And that really was, a, was foundational for me. And I think that, you know, what you can draw out of that is her obstacles were very real. Her, 
around family and faith and all that kind of stuff. We all, we all have different obstacles. Yours might not, whoever's watching right now might not be that same obstacle. But we sometimes look at the obstacles in our life and, and feel like that's, that's going to define my life. But the thing that you can control, you can't control what comes at you, but you can control how you respond to it. And so whatever obstacle you're in, the same as Shanda's mom had to experience in her particular situation, you as well, uh, whether you're a mom or you're not a mom, whatever situation you're battling right now, know that there's hope for you. If you Absolutely. allow Jesus, do the, do the basic things. Notice what you said. She got regularly to church. She gathered. She got every into week, groups. Every Sunday. And she got people around her. Yeah. She was a woman of prayer. She is a woman of prayer and a woman of the word of God. So those are the things that you can control. And despite all of what was going around her, and I think it's even instructive for what we're going through right now, there's a lot of things we can't control and are so fragile, but the thing we can control is us. Uh, and when I look at that, um, and you'll see all the things that, that we battle through, you see that sincere faith that was in Timothy that literally changed the course of his life and, and, and it can change you as a mom and it can change the children that you're, that you're, that are a part of your life, whether you're a grandmother or you're a mentor mom or a spiritual mom, how you live your life is so incredibly important. Uh, it was not a casual thing. Um, I think some of the things as well, I love how your mom got you into environments where you could encounter Jesus. She got you to church and Absolutely. Sunday school. She made sure somehow as a single mom, and I suspect someone helped her yeah. get kids to camp. Yeah. She, she never hesitated to put us in places where we had the opportunity to encounter Jesus. I think she knew that she was doing her very best, and whatever she felt that she was lacking, she knew that the Lord would be able to fill in those places. Right. So whether it was youth group, whether it was Sunday morning services, whether it was summer camp, mm -hmm. she always found a way. And I'm so thankful because I'm sure there were a lot of sacrifices that were made, but I'm so thankful that because of those things that my mom was willing to sacrifice and, and uh, to get me into a place and my siblings into a place where we could encounter the presence of the Lord, it literally has changed the course of my life. And I think, again, th th this is not a pump-up Shirley moment. It's just, that's just our experience. Yeah. And the obstacles that each of us would face, we could say this about a lot of people, yeah. um, have pushed through with the help of Jesus. And it just gives incredible, incredible hope, the power of the people of God, the power of the Word of God, yes. the power of God's presence that can help you as a mom in whatever situation. Absolutely. Because um, uh, what would you say then to, 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 to moms what are the things that they can do to keep faith alive in themselves? Because it says you have to have something in you to pass mm -hmm. on from you. Yeah. So some people listening probably have no faith. Um, and the first step is to begin a relationship with Jesus. That's for sure. And that life transforming power of Jesus. Yeah. Surrender your life to Jesus. Some people have a little bit of faith. Some people are very faith. But how do you how do you keep your own faith alive for you personally as a mom? Because in all those seasons. You know, there's so many amazing tools that people have access to today. There's so many podcasts, Bible studies, mm. um, so much communication that's out there on the internet that, that is, Resource. is resources that are yeah. accessible. For me, I didn't have that when my kids were small, especially. We didn't and even have a computer in our home. 
Well, we don't need to date ourselves that much, honey, but yes. I remember when we got a cell phone. <laughs> I, I do remember We got a cell too. phone. This is just a rabbit trail. We got a cell phone <laughs> when... Uh, when I was pregnant with Alexander. Exactly. Uh, I got it for the Christmas before. Yeah. I remember getting that cell phone uh, and... Because the idea was, and and you had to watch minutes, like you paid for every minute. You paid for everything. And uh, there was, I don't, did even have texting? I could never figure out that fun, funny texting. <laughs> but we got a phone and all that because it was that. That's how long, like we remember when cell yeah. phones, and it was a big deal. And I didn't have internet on my phone. We didn't have internet. Right, we didn't have anything. There it was wasn't cell phones were a big deal. Yeah. But there's so many things that we can access today that can be helpful. And for some of you, maybe it is listening to some of those podcasts that can just take a moment to Come encourage on. you. For me, uh, worship has always been the place where I feel the closest to the Lord. So from when I was in those places where I was discouraged, I was tired, I, I felt like there was nothing about my life other than I was just there to keep my kids alive. Um, and at some days that's a win, but whenever I had the opportunity for me, we would have worship on in our home, worship music on often. Um, I would, if I, if Craig was able to come home and I needed some space, I'd get in the vehicle, I'd put the music on and I just begin to worship and cry. And those were the moments that, that would restore my strength. Those were the things that would begin to so encourage cool. me. And I would, as I lifted my eyes off of maybe the realities that were in front of me in the moment and the things that were, were stressful, the things that were discouraging. And I, as I began to worship the Lord and began to think on him, those were the moments that would be of significant encouragement for me getting into my Bible. I didn't always have time to do studying and to do a deep dive, but I knew I had those favorite verses and I actually have them every Bible. Every time I get a new Bible, I write down some of those favorite verses in the back of my Bible, the reference, so that the, if I need a quick go-to, a quick fix, I'm able to just open up the back and I can read from God's word those those encouragements. That's right. This is what the Lord says about me. But I can refocus myself. Those were more than just quick fixes. They were words that came alive to you yes. in that season. So yes. you can immediately I could quickly yourself. access them and I had them all written down in one place. Remind yourself, God said this, God said exactly. this. Exactly. It's good. So you talk about worship. You talked about um, God's, God's word. word. Which you can access in so many different places. I mean, now. audio everywhere. Yeah. Um, re resources. If you're part of Horizon Church, you got Right Now Media, which is uh, we are providing for you for free. Uh, lots of resources there, but but also just that that place of community. You mentioned earlier those some of those same people that were around your mom came around you uh, yeah. as a mom, and uh, I remember you know some of them babysitting and helping, and that that to me again is they had no biological connection to yes. us. But they invested in our lives. And so, um, and actually are part of the reason of our, if we have any testimony, it's because of some people like that. And so, again, you don't have to have your own children to be yes. a mom. Uh, and and I, they're spiritual moms, and those are spiritual moms to you. They were moms to me. They 100%. taught me things, simple things like canning, and canning you. fruits and vegetables. They came alongside. They helped me. They encouraged yeah. me in teaching our kids and disciplining our kids. So they weren't our kids' grandparents, but they were they grandparents too. They yeah. were. They they helped you be the be a better mom. And so Absolutely. this whole thing of motherhood is much bigger than just that moment of. of birthing a child, which is incredibly important, but it's much, much more than that. It involves the community of, of, of the people of God. And that's why, yeah. to me, when the Bible talks about honoring moms, it, it's reminding us that 
that, that moms are an incredible part of the story and we all uh, have a part to play in raising the next generation. There's that mom who's doing it, but she's not alone. There's a community around her. There's the word of God around her. There's the spirit of God around her. There's her family. Uh, because it's incredibly important, as we said, yeah. I, I see this sincere faith that I, that I see in you. I first saw in your grandmother Lois and then in your mother Eunice, and now I am persuaded lives in you. That's the goal of it all, being a mom, that, that we don't just uh, see moms raise good kids, which is important. We yeah. need good kids that work hard and have good character qualities, but as well are godly, and they look at things with, I'm here to make a difference for God in the world, and, and I'm here to, 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 to do and to be what God's called me to be in whatever area of that that, that is, whether it's business or politics or, or in entertainment or uh, whatever it would be, that they be there as a light for God, and that influence is so important. And you know, you may not have that story. You may not have the generations before you that believed in the Lord, but how exciting is it mm. that you can be the first? Yeah. That you can start that, that the, the story that will be told of your family moving forward is that you were, the fa you were the part of the family that brought in a faith in Jesus and how that changed your life and how it changed the generations to come. And it's that, um, that part to me that, and I look at that verse again, and Eunice was mentioned by name only once in the Bible. Yeah. Um, her son, though, went on to be a bishop which is just a fancy name for an overseer of, of a major church. He co-wrote books of the Bible, but it all began with a faithful grandma and a faithful mom. A mom who did not let her obstacles stop her. A mom who realized that what she was doing was incredibly important, even when it was difficult and hard and she felt unsupported. A mom who it was in a home with conflict, spiritual conflict, but still led as best as she could with great courage. Moms, we need you. We absolutely need you. We honor you. Your work matters. Yes. Who you are matters. How you do it matters. Um, we probably don't, now I'm going to say probably, we don't say it enough. Uh, so it's so important in days like this that we remind you, remind ourselves, remind the world of the importance of motherhood because you're valuable. Yes. Moms, we need you. We honor you. Your work is so important. But more than that, you are important. Yeah. You are important. You are a key piece of seeing the next generation of men and women who will lead us and lead our nation. So we honor you. We bless you. We love you. And we thank you. What an incredible day to honor moms because the generation that comes after you has the power to change the world because That's of right. what you do. Uh, we absolutely believe that Canada can be changed. We absolutely believe that families can be changed. We absolutely believe that God can do an incredible, significant work in and through children and youth and adults, but it starts in the home. And this season, we're being reminded of the importance again of moms and motherhood. And so we honor you. We're so grateful for you. Hope you feel encouraged. We want to end with, I think, one final uh, video. Yeah. Um, but before we do that, if, if someone's mom is no longer around or, or they're not connected with her, um, what are some things that they could do? Because it, you it know, could be awkward, right? As, as we shared about the picture of the moms that came around us, I'd just love to encourage you today that maybe you're not in relationship with your mom. If you are, 
send them send your mom a text give her a phone call let her know I don't think the know. text is going to be enough I, well just let her know you're thinking about her but if you don't if you're not close to your mom if you're not in relationship with your mom can I encourage you to just pray and ask the Lord who is a mom that you can encourage who, someone that you can send them a message on Facebook you can text them you can let them know you know what I'm so proud of you you're doing a great job it's not always seen in the moment but you're going to make it I believe in you I'm praying for you I just there's so much power we talk about it takes a village to raise a child and it really does that community of people that is around you Um, so think and ask the Lord who can I encourage today and I was thinking also that if you are estranged from your mom or your your mom is estranged from your kids to take the initiative and and do something perhaps and ask the Lord to help you to make take the initiative and to reach out it might just be something as simple as I'm thinking of you I miss you I don't know just ask the Lord to help you and believe that God in this season of social isolation can actually do some work to do some repair uh, of relationship in it all But we're going to watch a video right now, uh, and it's called For the Moms. For the moms who raised us up, gave us hope, and made us strong. For the young moms who became moms sooner than expected and gave it all they had. For the single moms who had to figure out how to do this on their own. For those who never got called mom, but who cared for us all like a mom would. For the hurting moms who've loved and lost, but never given up. For the praying moms, who don't always know what to do, but always know who to talk to. For the working moms, stay-home moms, the cooking moms, and the takeout moms. For taking care of us, when you barely had enough time to take care of yourself. For teaching us how to walk, and how to make a difference. For the late night snuggles, and the early morning for sitting with us after our first breakup, for lifting us up when others put us down, for the rides, the meals, the laundry, and the birthday parties, for the years, tears, laughter, and love. It's not enough, but we want to say thank you. Thank you for doing for us what we could never do for ourselves. We love you. We honor you. We remember you. We thank you. Thank you for joining us today. We are so wanting you to just experience the blessing of the Lord today, mothers. We hope that today you feel just a special peace upon you today. We hope you enjoyed this message from Horizon Church. To find your next step, visit horizonfam.ca. Have a great week.